Well, I'm in his old stomping grounds here in Southern California, Donnie McSween, uh, the first captain in Griffin's franchise history, played some hockey here in Southern California, not far from where I'm at. We'll talk about that in a moment. Donnie, as we mentioned, first captain of this franchise all the way back in 1996. Uh, uh, boy, how exciting was it for you to join a franchise that would go on and sell out every game for the next couple of years? Of course, you played here for the one year and a couple of games the following season. But, man, great memories, no doubt, that we'll uh, – uh, we'll share here for the next 15, 20 minutes. Well, Bob, you realize that back then, it, it you know, when I transitioned out, you know, you, I, I was a little disappointed that the NHL thing didn't work out for me. I had the injuries and uh, uh, it looked like I was, I was going to be out of hockey and the opportunity came uh, with, uh, with the Griffins. Um, and then, you know, right from day one, it didn't feel like I had taken a step down into the minors. I felt like I was still in an NHL city with you know being in Grand Rapids uh, and playing in that building, and with all the um, all the attention and all the, uh, the hockey uh, people that were just so excited for hockey to be in Grand Rapids, um, it, it just didn't feel like I was in the AHL. It felt like I was still in the, in, in the AHL at least when I was in Grand Rapids. Of course, when we played on the road. Yeah. You know, then maybe you're playing in front of 2,300 people or whatever else. Um, then it feels like you're in the minors, but not those 41 games at the Van Anna. <laughs> not, not, not at well, all. And how special. I mean, you, you know, you come to this phenomenal city with this brand new arena with a fan base of 7,000 season ticket holders. They had to cut it off at that, by the way, as you right. probably well know, for a 10,834 seat arena. And then you're reuniting with your college teammate, Dan Cole. You go on and have a pretty solid season when it was all said and done, winning 40 games. Yeah, we had a we had a really good year. We you know we we got off to a, a a little slow of a start, and that's to be expected. And then you know um, you know the team had some key pickups along the way, um, you know, uh, which really helped Dan Cole being one of those guys. And uh, and then we ran off, went off, and, and and got in a pretty good role there in the winter months, January February, and put ourselves in position in the playoffs. And I don't think the first place team at the time was the Solar Bears. That's who we ended up playing. I, and I don't think they really wanted to play us. Um, they did end up beating us in that, in that five game series, uh, best of, uh, best of five, but uh, uh, we gave them a good run and, and we really did have a, have a very good first year. And as you said, there was just so many, so much excitement and so many memories and uh, boy, it was, uh, it was very special to be a part of. Oh, I mentioned Dan Cole. you got to be excited about him uh, uh, reviving the Michigan State Spartan hockey program as their head coach. Uh, just so you know, and well, actually you probably do know, I'm a Michigan guy. Uh, not mm -hmm. too often am I ever going to interview a pair of Spartans within in, in one year, let alone in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, uh, But uh, the fact that you guys are such great guys, I mean, I, I, I'll bend a little bit in this case. Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot of the guys that, and Michigan's got a great program. Red Berenson had a great program for years, and uh, um, you know they, they've 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 struggled a little bit here lately. We'll see how they do this year. Uh, but Dan is really reviving, um, you know that uh, that program in East Lansing, and we're uh, we're so, as an alumni proud of you know Michigan State history and heritage. I'm I'm so grateful that you know that he's there, and he is he is really really doing great things. And he's getting the right people involved. He's doing a great job with recruiting. And uh, he's got a local, uh, he's got some local guys, you know, from Michigan, uh, a few from Grand Rapids that are, um, are, uh, are shooed in to start coming into the program within, uh, within a couple of years. And, 
we just look for big things uh, to happen in, in East Lansing. I think the green and white are back. Well, he's settled now uh, not too far from Grand Rapids. You're among a handful of guys that are settling right in Grand Rapids. You think about yeah. uh, yourself and, and Travis Richards and Dave Van Drunen, and uh, uh, Corey yeah. Carlander's another. Uh, Ryan Knox didn't play a ton, but uh, uh, of course Travis Richards, uh, Matt Ruckty, uh, Matt R- a big Ruckey, name, no sure. doubt. So it's a, you know it's it's a pretty appealing spot as we all know. Oh yeah, uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, when we when we were here, we bought a house um, because we you know we just liked the area, and um, you know it wasn't too far from Lansing where her family's from, not too far from Detroit where my family's from, and uh, we figured it would be a transition house. We'd end up you know, uh, playing hockey for a few years. It ended up only being one and a little bit and some change. Um, but we figured it was a transition house, you know, here, I'm, which is where I'm at right now here in Cascade. And we were going to you know, move back to the east side of the state, you know, and that's, that's where our family was. But um, as, it, you know, as it turned out, I got a really nice opportunity to stay in, in Grand Rapids and, and work. And my wife was just like, well, let's, let's give it a go for a year. Let's try out and see how things go. I, you know, this Forest Hills School District is, is, is right, at, you know, right up there at the top of the state. And Matt's into, you know, he was, he was, you know, he was in first grade going into second grade. Trevor was in preschool. He was going into kindergarten. And of course we had Rachel coming up. So we had kids lined up to go into school and, um, and we just, you know, things took off from a work standpoint. And, and then we, you know, we grow, we grew to love, you know, the city of Grand Rapids. It's a conservative area so so good to raise kids in you know such a family friendly atmosphere and uh you know uh, great uh corporate base you know with people who are looking to give back to the community and uh and then from a location standpoint you know two two and a half hours we're in chicago two hours we're in traverse city you know an hour to lansing two hours we're really in a good spot we can go wherever we want and you know and we go to grand haven and watch the sunset you know, it takes us 35 minutes, you know, to get to, to get to Grand Haven and sit out at no toes and, and, and watch the sunset, you know, so it's just a beautiful area to be. And uh, yeah, this is our home. You know, I'm a Detroiter, but Grand Rapids is my home. Your kids are now having kids, at least Matt anyway. You're a grandpa two times I, over, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, that's sad for, you know, for me, I look, I, I look in the mirror and obviously you, you can see <laughs> I've lost a lot of my hair since my, my Griffin days. And um, it's, it's funny how life just, you know, seems to click by and all of a sudden it's 25 years and, uh, you know, things, the kids are grown up and they're having, they're all married, they're all out of school, obviously, and they're all, they all have their own houses and now they're having kids and, and we've got a house and there's nobody living in it anymore except the, the wife and I and the dog. And, uh, but it, it, it makes for great, you know, homecomings for everybody to come over. And, you know, maybe not so much, you know, this year with the, the COVID thing, but, you know, usually Thanksgiving's a big deal, you know, here, we usually have 25 people, you know, in the house and, uh, um, you know, so yeah, that idea of just, you know, life perpetuates and it's, you know, you, you see the kids having success and, you know, I, co- I coached them when they were younger and I've got a grandson and a granddaughter. I'm sure I'll have a few more grandkids and I, I foresee myself, uh, you know, strapping the skates on again and, yeah. <laughs> and having a whistle around my neck and, and being back at, at Patterson ice rink or at Southside or, you know, uh, Belknap, uh, Griff's ice house, whatever. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be in the rinks again. 
Yeah, that's that would be a good thing because uh, Dominic Sweet, your contributions to the game as a player and as a coach with your with your boys. Gosh, I remember, you know, uh, Trevor and Matt. Uh, you spent so much time with them. Uh, uh, awfully good hockey players. Once upon a time, speaking of great hockey players, there were plenty of them in that inaugural Griffin season. You know, one of the striking things to me about that team is, uh, you know, that back in the good old days of hockey, at least in my estimation, you got Matt Rutte on that team with. Uh, what was it, 364 penalty minutes, Darcy Simon, 300 and whatever yeah. number of penalty minutes, Bruce Ramsey over 300 penalty minutes. You don't see anybody with those numbers yeah. anymore, let alone three guys on one team. Game has yeah. changed, hasn't it? Well, it has. Well, we, you know, we had a, we had a, a, a pretty physical squad. Um, Davey Allison was our head coach and, uh, uh, Bob was our GM and, and he went out and he, you know, he got uh, some, some bigger players there. Um, when we started the season, we were pretty small. You know, we, we had Darcy, um, but, you know, we didn't have Hammer, you know, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have Rex. Um, we didn't have uh, Jamie Linden. Um, there was a few other guys, you know, that we ended up picking up that really helped our team. And it wasn't like we wanted to go out and fight all the time, but, you know, that was hockey back then, you know, that was, you know, hockey in the nineties uh, and the eighties. If, you know, if, you know, you think back, you know, and you think about the Red Wings, you know, they were, they were a high scoring team, but there was always a couple fights, you know, and, uh, and that was the case at the Van Andel those first few years, you know, um, you know, good scoring uh, teams, um, you know, Michelle Picard, you know, could easily score, score a hat trick and uh, yeah, 40, and, 46 and goals that year. Oh, he had a ton. Hundred and one yeah, points. He, Imagine that, huh? Oh man, yeah. Well, he had he had such great hands. Yeah. Such great hands and such so, you know, and and such it wasn't, you know, he didn't have the big clapper. It was his his he had he had wrists that were, you know, rock <laughs> solid, man. He would let go a wrist shot. That thing was just it was like a you know, uh, a Nolan Ryan fastball. Yeah. I mean, well, was, Donnie, speaking of speak, speaking of wrist, uh, uh, you know, and and fighting, uh, you of course once upon a time you had you had your share of scraps. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, you're coming to Grand Rapids in '96, '97. Uh, the enthusiasm with that was tempered somewhat because you had finally made it to the National Hockey League after six really good years in the minor pro ranks, most of it with Rochester, defenseman mm -hmm. of the year there for five straight years, all-star, et cetera, et cetera, 60-point seasons as a, as a defenseman. You finally get that chance with Anaheim and then a fight with Keith Kachuk in Winnipeg, which will show the video. Mm -hmm. I don't have the video of the actual fight, but the aftermath of it. Uh, yeah. Sports Center covered it. Uh, it pretty much – ended uh, your hopes of uh, what would have been likely another 10, 12 years playing in the National Hockey League? Yeah, it's, uh, it was a cruel joke, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, that's, that's the way sports are. It's, it's, uh, it's high, high risk, high reward. And, uh, you know, for me, it was, um, it was unfortunate, uh, you know, the way it happened, but, and I, it wasn't like I was a big time fighter, but I did get, you know, like we were just talking about you, even, even the scorers, even the, you know, the, the playmakers would get in the odd fight. And I, I used to get in four or five, uh, six fights a year sometimes. And, uh, but then, yeah, that's just, uh, the way it, you know, freak luck there as far as, uh, bad freak, bad luck in that case where, um, Kachuk was trying to, you know, turn over while I, I had him on the ice and, you know, threw a punch just when he was, kind of kicking his foot and, you know, you know, it took my, took my wrist right, almost took it right in half. Um, but, um, but you know, that's, that's part of it. You know, uh, my hockey career um, was not as good as, as it could have been. Um, 
But you know what? It, it could have been a lot worse. And there's, there's guys that never got the opportunity to even play. And uh, at least I got up for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I had my dream going for a while. And, uh, um, you know, as I said, I, I, life's been very kind to me ever since, you know, and, and, and the fact that um, when I came out of Anaheim, I, and, you know, I ended up with that opportunity in Grand Rapids. Um, it was a godsend because I got to play that one year in Grand Rapids, which was great. But these 22 years, 23 years that have uh, have preceded that um, have been been terrific because of the fact that uh, I got involved with a great company in Kendall Electric, and I got to uh, establish roots in a in a great community, and uh, I was able to raise my kids, um, you know, in a terrific place. And, you know, you get a, you get a, get a sense of the character of Dominic. So just listening to you talk right now, I mean, you're such a leader. It's all about character. And I, I, your quote, I think the next day in the paper uh, in Anaheim in the LA Times, uh, that area, Southern California, and throughout hockey for that matter, uh, was I'm, I'm, you know, I was so happy to hear we won the game. I mean, here you are, yeah. you know, uh, you know, with the prospects of dealing with major surgery, uh, uh, you know, yeah. potentially career-ending surgery, and you were more focused on. Uh, you know how your how your wife Deb, who didn't find out about it until much later that night, uh, and then the fact that uh, you know that your team won, you were happy, thrilled. Yeah, well, it was yeah, and uh, Deb was yeah, she was very scared when that when that happened, and you know because she didn't you know she didn't hear anything for at least an hour and a half until the trainer called her. But um, and, and for me, I thought at the time I knew it was serious, but I thought I was going to regain you know um, you know the hand back. I didn't know it was going to be as bad as it was, but uh, um, yeah. But you know, you think about that. I mean, it's it's a you know it's a team game, and you and you want to win, um, and you want to have personal success. But you know, you you put so much into it collectively that it's you know it's all about um, having success as a group, and uh, you know that um, all ships rise on high tide, and uh, you'll have you know your individual success if the team has success. So, you know, that's, you know, it's kind of the approach you, know, you think about it from a business standpoint, you sure. think about it, you know, for whatever company you work for, or, or we are talking about Michigan State, you talk about it at school, you know, those are all things, you know, where, you know, you're part of something that's bigger than yourself. Don, is there, is there, you know, with all due respect to physicians, doctors back in those days, which not that long ago, 20, you know, 25 years ago, because it was January 21st, I believe, 1995, that the, the, the fight occurred and the injury occurred. Uh, coinciding with it, uh, uh, if you advance with the way medicine is now, would that would that injury have been able to be surgically repaired to the point where you you know it may, may not have affected you the way it did back then? Yeah, they, you know they now they're able to do stuff with the and and save the nerve. I had, I had the artery. I lost the artery, and I the, the tendons that the the nine tendons that were cut, they were able to to uh, stitch them back together again. They they were they're shorter. But they're 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 put back together. The nerve damage, you know, um, caused a, a huge huge difference because I lost all the molecular not muscular control in my hand, and um, and that's the thing. That, and then without that, you know, you have weakness and you don't have the ability to to move your fingers and your hand the way it's supposed to work. Um, and like you said, you know, with the advancements with surgical uh, equipment and surgical instruments um, and the the, the minute, you know, nano um, ability that they have as far as being able to connect all those nerves, you know, back together again, um, 
yeah, it, it probably would be different. Um, but again, you know, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's woulda, coulda, shoulda, and, uh, you can't, you know, go through life thinking about only what if, because, you know, then you end up, you know, having a life full of regret and, uh, you know, that's, that's no way to live. You know, not many guys get, get hurt in fights. I mean, it's, it's documented and a lot of people are against fighting. The NHL, of course, is scaled way back on it. It's not like it used to be. But it, did it change your opinion at that, t- at that time on fighting? Uh, you, were one of, you were one of those rare guys that actually uh, wound up pretty seriously injured due to a, due to a yeah, scrap. Yeah, no, I always, I still believe to the, you know, I still believe it now. Um, you know, not that I'm against the way that the sports play now. I think it's great hockey. It's, it's great to watch great skill level if the speed uh you know everything about it is 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 fun and, and exciting um maybe it doesn't have as much of the uh, aggressiveness or the uh the physical play that it once did but um you know i know they got to try and make it as safe as they possibly can but um i i always believed um you know that you know the you know the fighting was a way and you've probably heard this bob before as far as it, it kind of polices the game itself you know, so it took away a lot of the high stick possible injuries because guys, you know, knew that they had to keep their stick down. And if they didn't, you know, somebody was going to come after them, you know. So I think it really limited a lot of the eye injuries and a lot of the head injuries um, that would occur, uh, would have occurred if, you know, guys were would just get reckless, you know, with their sticks or, you know, come and hit up high in the head area, you know, with an elbow or whatever else. You know, back then, they in the 80s and 90s, they didn't do that because they know that, you know, uh, uh, the hammer was going to come after them, you know, or, you know, the Grim Reaper, you know, Stu Grimson was going to come after or Bob Probert was going to come after them if anybody touched, you know, Stevie Eiserman or, you know, and not just any, not just the superstars, it was just everybody, you know, and I think there was just that kind of respect that they had for the game. Absolutely. Well, Donnie, you know, you'll be, people look back at your career and, and you'll always be remembered as a highly skilled defenseman, a big point producer, you know, Michigan State, a national champion, a captain, a captain and an a all-star in Rochester, American Hockey League, two years in a row to the Calder Cup finals, didn't come up with the Calder Cup, but, but hey, pretty good run there. Uh, you know, obviously the, the year here in, in Grand Rapids, uh, but I think overriding all of that, uh, you know, your skill and your numbers, et cetera, and your statistics, I think you're, you're most proud of the fact that, uh, you know, you wore that C in a lot of places you went and, you know, referred to as one of the best leaders in, in the game of hockey. Well, uh, Bob, you're too kind, first of all. But you, you, I, I would like to think, yeah, as if you have a legacy or, you know, when you leave a sport um, or you leave someplace, you, you know, you, you, if you want to be remembered as somebody, um, it's great having great stats and uh, to have some of that, uh, you know, the trophies on the, uh, on the mantle. But I think, you know, the, the big thing are the intangibles and you want people to, uh, to realize that, uh, you know, you gave your best and that uh, you were, you always tried to make others, um, you know, perform at their best and, you know, that you were, uh, you were helpful and you were, uh, you know, the kind of teammate that could be counted on and that, um, you know, you realize that, um, again, that idea of, um, you know, you're being part of something that's bigger than yourself and, uh, and, and you're generally, you know, genuinely gracious about the opportunity that you've been given. And, uh, 
you know, we've been given great opportunities and I've been given great, I was given a great opportunity to play at Michigan State University. Um, I was given a great opportunity to play in Detroit, you know, when I was growing up with the, the various teams and the sponsors, Mike Illich, Little Caesars being one of them and the great coaches, you know, that I've had over the years. So um, I just think about how, uh, how lucky um, that I was to have all those things. And from all that, you know, I, I get this career that's, you know, that's that I've enjoyed working with people at Kendall Electric, who are, again, another great organization. Oh, yeah. Just so, so blessed to be able to be involved with, uh, with quality people. Well, we don't have time to tell the story about, uh, uh, you know, how you wound up at Kendall, but just the fact that you got traded to Milwaukee, I guess we'll just leave it at that, was the reason you wound up at Kendall. So there you have it. You know, I, you, part of the, your, your journey, too. Donnie, you know, drafted by Buffalo, you know, and then, of course, Anaheim. I don't know if you saw the reverse retro jerseys that came out in the National Hockey League yesterday, but Anaheim, the Ducks, uh, we've got a photo that we'll put up. You won't see it yourself right now, but the one of the uh, most hideous jerseys I think I've ever seen in hockey, that gigantic duck on the front of that jersey. But that's what they came up with for Anaheim in this reverse retro jersey. My, my wife, uh, I think she or my son saw that because they texted me about it. I haven't <laughs> had a chance to, to go to the website and look it up, but they, they made a comment like about that going, when did they ever have these colors or this design? <laughs> did you know anything? I'm like, well, I don't know what they're talking I didn't know what they're talking about now. And you're the third person who said something to me about it. So I am yeah. definitely going to have to look at that. Yeah, not, they're not pretty. Let's put it that way. They're down in the bottom part of the uh, the rankings, I think, at least based on some of the opinions I've seen. But anyway, Don, thanks so much. Uh, and, and thank you, too, for staying in Grand Rapids. I, I know there's so many people blessed with your presence, uh, you know, people that uh, became enamored with the Griffins, obviously, and still are. Uh, but that first year was a special one, uh, made special by people like yourself. And, and I think this community uh, owes a debt of gratitude to, to you for that year of service as a Griffin. But uh, the fact that you stayed here now uh, for 20 plus years with Deb and, and, the, and your family is, uh, is an awesome testament to how great West Michigan and our, specifically our community is. Yeah, well, it really is. And I tell you what, Bob, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully we have hockey here this winter. And uh, we were talking about that. I, I, I got to give my, uh, my contact there at the Griffin office, Pete, a call. And uh, yes. I, we usually hey, buy a hundred tickets for, yeah, for Kendall electric. And we, we try and take some customers out and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that again. And um, because that's, that's a great time, a great way to, to spend the evening and some camaraderie with friends and, and family at a, at a Griffin game. Great to know you're still around. Uh, uh, enjoyed having you on the radio a few times. We'll have to do that again uh, this coming season as well. Yeah. yeah now you I have mean, a little more time in your hands. Maybe we'll see each other on a 5K or 10K or something like that again. <laughs> no, the 5B. I'm running in the 5B. That's five blocks. That's the extent of my, uh, my exercise. So, Donnie, thanks a ton. Great to see you. All right, Bob. Thanks again.